Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cat Talk Radio. In fact, welcome to the 200th episode of Cat Talk Radio. Yay, yay, yay. Clap, clap, clap. (laughs) Yeah, we really should have more special effects on this show. I agree. (laughs) I'm going to put that on you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for, for tuning in. If you're a new listener, know that there are 199 other episodes out there. We do one a week, so uh, clearly that's that's about two years, almost two years worth of uh, of Cat Talk Radio stacked up out there. We're we're working hard to amass a free library of resources of cat behavior and how to take care of your cat. So check that out if you're a new listener and if you've been along with us for a while. Thank you for being a loyal listener and for tuning in today. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And today's topic is very interesting. I this is not a topic I would have ever thought about doing, but we had uh, we had someone suggest this. Today's title is post pet adoption, depression, guilt, and remorse. Wow, and, that's. And clearly, as you can tell, Dewey's here with me today, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) No need for the introduction. It's the 200th episode. Yay! Yay! Jumping in. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody knows who you are already. Goodness. Yay, I doubt that. Oh, trust me, you have fans. (laughs) Oh, I doubt that. (laughs) But thank you, Molly, for all the stuff that you do um, and all of the information you bring to the forefront. I tell you, every time we go somewhere that people have an opportunity uh, to understand what you do and how you do it. They're like amazed. And so, uh, so am I, and I'm so sure. So, uh, so are the listeners. And so before we get all that started though, you have a bonding tip of the week. I do. We have a very special Vitacraft bonding tip of the week. And we also ought to thank Vitacraft for an amazing partnership. We've been partnering with Vitacraft for this past year, and they have been so supportive of the work that I'm doing in shelters. They are helping, well, they're they're absolutely supporting a shelter behavior modification program that we'll be launching nationally in the next month or so. And um, it, it's just awesome. I could not have done it without them. So really, really, really appreciate Vitacraft and appreciate them for sponsoring these bonding tips of the week. That also kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone to do something else that's fun weekly. And this one is one of my favorite ones. It's called the Predator and Prey Game. Now, I love to do that with Pico. And basically what that means, you know, have you ever noticed how your cat gets really engaged and excited when things go out of sight. So like if you're playing with the wand toy and you drag that wand toy around the end of the couch where it can't see it, and then all of a sudden the butt wiggle happens and they go, oh, I got a cat, I got to go see it, and they run and they jump. Well, 
that can work for you too, right? <laughs> so, you know, when Pico, I like to teach all my kittens how to do hide and seek. And so I, you, you kind of do have to teach them to play this. And you need to be kind of careful too, because, you know, you, you don't want to promote them biting you and this becoming an, an, an unsolicited aggression thing, right? So, but what you basically do is make eye contact with them, get their attention so they know, like, I'm seeing you, I'm seeing you. And then while you're making eye contact, kind of tiptoe around a corner and just stand real still and wait. And your cat will go, what the heck is she doing? I know she's still there. I mean, they can smell us. They can hear us, even though we're standing perfectly still. And then when they come around the corner, jump out and go, boo. And I like to do it with my arms straight out. I go, boo. I hide behind the sofa. Like if I'm walking across the living room and I see him, I'll duck down and start, you know, squatting and walking behind the sofa. And he can't stand it. He comes running from across the room and up to the top of the sofa and like, bah, gotcha, you know. <laughs> and, and we do it. We go around corners. We do it all day long. Anytime he and I are in the same room, we're always playing that that predator and prey game. It's it's very, very fun. And again, if your cat just if your cat responds oddly to that like if it jumps on your leg and bites you you know then then maybe that's not the game for your cat really but but most cats really engage in that and they like that and they think that's fun and you'll find them doing it to you too he gets you all the time do he doesn't he, he? does <laughs> it's so funny i walk by the couch and all of a sudden i see him down there kind of peeking through the uh, over the lower part of the couch and i'm on behind the couch so I go ahead and duck down, and the next thing you know, he's poof. He pops right up on the couch and right on back. He's he's catching me. It's a, <laughs> he was hiding by the Christmas tree the other day and popped out at you. He was he heard you coming. Oh yeah, and he was waiting for you. It was very funny. <laughs> the other thing that he loves to do is uh, behind the curtains. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll be walking through there and not see him behind the curtains, and all of a sudden he just jumps out at me. <laughs> and I, I mean, it, it most sometimes scares me. I was like, whoa. And we do it with the other place that we do it a lot is across the bed. We have curtains, you know, down in the corners of the bed. And so if I'm walking through that room, he'll come racing up, charging across the bed and jump off the end of the bed like he's going to tackle me as I'm walking by. It's It's hysterical. So do that with your cat. Do predator and prey game with your cat. It's kind of like hide and go seek. And uh, they will really, really, really like it. Most cats love that. And, of course, anything they love that you're instigating is is great and bonding. And just like with regular prey play with a wand toy, anytime you are facilitating that simulation of a hunting experience, then you're bonding with your cat. So do that and have fun. Yay, that's a great bonding tip. So this episode, uh, the 200th episode, uh, this seems like a depressing topic, you know, for being our 20th or 200th episode. Mm -hmm. It sort of is, but 
One of our listeners, um, Fiona from Scotland, actually, this was a crazy week. This was like international week for me. I had someone from India, someone from the UK, Fiona from Scotland. I had three or four others from all around the globe reach out with, with some very interesting questions. And Fiona reached out with something that was a kind of a unique situation. I mean, I, I actually don't think it's all that unique. It's just not something I had I had thought about before, and let me let me just share with you what she had said to me. So she she adopted a 18 month old cat a couple months ago, and she said she'd always like spending time with other people's cats, but had never had a cat herself. And she'd heard from many people that had cats tell her that they really help with companionship and mental health. And Fiona lives alone. And um, and she says, the first week I had him was a real struggle, you know, and her cat's name is Ash. She says, Ash is a very hyper young boy and meows a lot. And even though I'd tried cat proofing before bringing him home, there were a lot of broken things at first until I started learning which things had to be hidden away or moved. And at several times, I seriously considered, considered taking him back to the shelter. The fact that I got so overwhelmed by this cat made me feel quite ashamed. And although I wanted to give him the best life I could, I worried that I couldn't give him what he needed. And fast forward two months now, and she says, I'm happy to say that things have definitely gotten a bit easier. We've both gotten more used to each other and more used to the daily routine together. I do sometimes still have moments of regret and feeling down about the decision to get a cat, but these are getting less as time goes on. In the first week when things were difficult, I read a lot online about cat adoption blues, and it seems like this is a really common thing. I don't think I found any podcast episodes on this topic, so I wondered whether it might be one to talk about. And absolutely, Fiona, it is. This was a, a brilliant suggestion, and she just reached out to me this week, and I thought this was, was so important that we needed to jump on it right away. No, this is great. I mean, you think about that, uh, that probably happens a lot more than you can imagine. A cat comes into a new home, is scared, you know, and, and all of a sudden you start feeling like, oh, no, did I bring this cat out of his safe environment to something he's so uncomfortable with? You know, I mean, that could bring on some of that remorse, too. I, I get that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I would say, you know, for me, it's, it's like you got to give yourself time you know, to get acclimated and just know that's the case. I mean, we've heard of situations where people do bring back uh, the cat after a few weeks. And, you know, is that enough time it, it, or is it not? Are they it's, not? Yeah. Maybe it is that you're looking for a lap cat and this is a play cat, or maybe you're looking for a play cat and this is a lap cat, or maybe you're looking for a cat that's not, you know, hiding in the room all the time, but you know, they, I guess you got to kind of analyze all that ahead of time, right? Well, yeah, and there's a lot. We, we can talk more about what what to do about it and what might be happening. But I think it's important to relate to all the emotions that someone feels that are really normal after adopting a new pet. You know, you're first you're excited, of course. Oh, my gosh, I got this new pet, you know, and then... And, and then you maybe begin to feel like you've bitten off more than you have time for, you know? How, how did you feel? Let's start there, actually. What were your feelings when we first adopted Pico? Can you relate to these emotions at all? 
You know, that's a good question. Um, you know, Pico was a cute little kitty. I did. I was pretty emotional because he really took to your lap and never came to mine. So I was really upset. And so I was like, damn it, this cat don't want to fall with me. <laughs> you were feeling rejection. I was rejected. No. <laughs> those those old unworthy tapes playing in your head that he yeah. triggered. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that one. <laughs> that's yeah. a, that's an that's an interesting aspect and angle that you know that other people in the family are gonna feel, you know, excited but then left out because the the animals not relating to them like they're doing everyone else. But, you know, people say they feel sadness even after after adopting. And, and of course, remorse, like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? Did I do we really need another cat, you know, and that kind of thing. Right, and, right. But I, I think it's usually a mix of emotions, you know, including excitement and doubt and, of course, even regret and, and sometimes even panic, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that is, if if I were to think about, you know, some of those um, people that are really trying to find something in their life, you know, so let's take, for, for example, a single person that's trying to find something in their life and they can't seem to find it. So they turn to a pet. And so they're looking to apply some of their emotional stuff to that pet and you know, I can see where all of a sudden it's like a bad relationship. You know, they, they come in the house and they're there and all of a sudden you start feeling remorse for doing that because you begin to think that's not really what I wanted. That doesn't fill that gap. So mm-hmm. you know, that's interesting, too. You know, you think about how that might work. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a thought, too, that you've you've actually adopted, especially if you're uh, living alone, you've adopted for to try to yeah to try to add an emotional aspect relationship that you don't have in your life and if it's not meeting those expectations that yeah. you know that that can make you very very remorseful and 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 you might hear a kitten meowing in the background by the way we're we are um fostering a little special needs cat and she doesn't know that it's quiet time when we do cat talk radio. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think you know another thing I, I, I want to hit on is you know the 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 guilt that you feel you know that people feel for for committing to something that you don't feel you can do you know especially when that new pet is upsetting the household fighting with other cats, right? And I see this at the shelter this last week. We had a a cat adopted and it was returned in one day because the person said it's fighting with my cats. And, you know, clearly they didn't do the cat introduction properly because it takes longer than a day to do that. And they didn't give this cat any chance at all in returning it in one day. But you know, there's there are a lot of those, you know, oh, my gosh, my cat, you know, you're, you're obviously bonded to the cats you already have more so than one you're bringing in. And so if the one you're bringing in is now fighting with your cats and you're worried about their safety and, you know, your your cat's mental health, you know, you, you go, my gosh, what have I done? And then, you know, if you if you have a pet that's that's passed and you're adopting another one, I'm sure there's people that feel guilt about that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not honoring my pet that passed. I've adopted too soon. I don't know that the timing is right. And that timing is different 
certainly for everybody. And, you know, I, I remember when Tabasco passed and we fostered quite a few cats afterwards. And, you know, I'm usually one to get a cat right away. And there were at least one foster that would have been one, you know, that we would have adopted. But I just, I didn't feel ready. And I think part of that not feeling ready was I might have been feeling some guilt you know, still about, I just need more time with Tabasco, you know, not quite ready for a new one yet, you know, and then, you know, if you, the other thing I'd say is reach out to shelters, you know, because they have some resources also, but I also think that shelters and rescues need to be a little sensitive about this and understand you know, there, there's a lot of crazy cat rescue people out there that have, you know, 45 cats. And to them, they come, they go. There's not a lot of these things that we're talking about that happen after a while to those people. I don't know if that's adoption fatigue or what, but I do think it's important that we understand that these emotions are are natural and provide more resources for people. Like Fiona said, there's just not a lot out there about it, certainly not from our rescue and shelter um, community, you know, it, it just, it just, you know, and, and also, you know, know that you don't need to do everything at once, you know, you don't need to smother that pet, give them space, you know, give them time to settle in as well and understand that, that this is a, a, a two-way street, you know, them them coming into your home, they're having, they might be having remorseful feelings also. <laughs> and they don't even have any choice in the matter. <laughs> right. That's right. So, so what can you do about all of this? Well, there's, there's several, I think, situational things. Like if you feel maybe like you're not bonding with this new pet, you know, um, maybe I, I think it's important to understand what the pet is feeling, right? The, your new cat is feeling fear. I'm in a new environment. I don't know what in the heck is going on here. These people seem nice. Food is coming regularly. This is good. But I'm, I'm confused and I'm very scared about being in a new place. That cat may have some past trauma, too, that it's still dealing with emotionally and carrying with it, if nothing else, from its time in the shelter most recently before coming into your home. It's certainly, at the very least, very, very, very confused. It needs time to learn that that environment is is safe. You know, and, and, and so you might be feeling, well, it's not bonding with me and it's not perfect. I thought it was going to be perfect when I was in the shelter. shelter it came right over and sat on my lap and now that it's I've gotten at home it's avoiding me and you know it's it's for this reason that we created a, a resource for shelters it's called 333 and what it is is it's a it's an expectation guideline for how long it's going to take a cat to acclimate to your home and and I've made a chart and we give it free to shelters to put in adoption packets and if you're a shelter or a rescue listening, by the way, and you want the cat 333, just email me, molly at cattalkradio.com, and ask for that, and I'm happy to send it to you. It's it's a good shelter um, a, a cat adoption packet insert. And basically what it says is that the cat's going to take 
three days just to decompress, right? It's it's so unsure about what's going on. And and in this time, the other thing I've done on this sheet is put what what should you be doing during each of these time periods to help that cat acclimate faster. And so you definitely want to confine that cat to a sanctuary room, a quiet, calm place, get the routines going so that it knows what's happening. Of course, scheduled meals, lots of treats and praise. Then it takes three weeks before that cat really acclimates and starts settling in and feeling more at ease and realizing, oh, hey, this this could be my home and I'm, I'm getting into these new routines. And it takes at least three months before it's totally settled in and feels comfortable and begins to build trust and a true bond. So give yourself and the new cat some time. Take that pressure off of both of you and understand that this does not happen overnight, but this could take three months and that's that's on average and that's with an average cat, not a cat that's had a lot of trauma and things like that. And then if you're worried, maybe you picked the wrong one. You know, if you followed your gut instinct, it's the right one. You know, sometimes people have remorse and go, oh, maybe I should have gotten the black one after all. Oh, I think I made the wrong choice. But, you know, follow your gut and, and, and your instincts will know, will draw you to the right match. So feel confident that it's the right match for the right reason. And that may not be apparent today. But it's going to be apparent down the line. And just trust in that. And just make sure you're doing introductions properly, Whether, especially if you're introducing them to other cats in the home. It's not just you a new cat needs to get used to. It's your dogs. It's your other family members. It's certainly other cats. Take the time to go slow and do it slowly and methodically and don't hurry that because that can really make things go south and and cause you to feel horrible about this adoption. And then sometimes if you adopt a special needs pet like our little foster girl we have, you feel overwhelmed. Like I didn't know that I was going to have to go to the vet so many times or you know, spend so many hours of the day cleaning up messes and things like that. It's really, really important you take time for yourself when you're feeling overwhelmed like that. You have got to replug and re-energize and take care of yourself so that you can take care of others around you. And That's if you're good point. Yeah, right? Because, I mean, I think we all forget that. And and I know I'm really guilty of that. I'm like, time for myself. I'll have time for myself when I'm on the other side of the grass. Right now, I got to go, 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 get things done. And, you know, so far, I haven't had a gasket blow. But, (laughs) (laughs) you know, everybody has their own limits and, and needs to know when they need to take time for themselves. And then, you know, if you're feeling inequipped or inexperienced do like fiona did and reach out to somebody you know and reach out to a shelter or peruse the cat talk radio index of podcasts and find something there that will help you learn you know what what you're feeling inexperienced about you know so just go slow analyze your own feelings Know that they're absolutely okay. You are entitled to your feelings no matter what they are. 
and you will work through them. And the good news is that it does go away over time, right? It, it, does, it does seem to subside. And I hope you feel that about Pico, right? You know that he loves you and he's bonded with you oh, now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Over time, it, the connection does happen. And I'm glad you hit on, you know, does it go away kind of thing, because it does. You know, you're over time, it does. And I'm sure that most people, if they just kind of give it a few minutes and get out of their head and uh, just let it um, build its own relationship, it'll work. Yeah. Patience. I mean, that's, that, that's key, you know, to everything, but just have patience, know that, you know, and it's hard in this society where everybody's like, you know, go, 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 get it right now, 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 let's go, let's go. You know, I expect immediate gratification. Things should just be the way they're supposed to be from day one. And, you know, doesn't happen that way. I think that's why so many people are having trouble dating these days too, is that everybody's, used to things, you know, immediate gratification. And when it's not working out right now, then you want to abandon the situation. And and right. you go, oh, that was a bad choice. Move on. And yeah. it's like, you know, people forget that just have some patience and, and give situations time to work out. Give this new pet time. You're not the only one feeling that way. And have some compassion for what that pet is also feeling. And you know, love it. That's the other, I think, big key here is that, you know, love, love changes and fixes everything. And you adopted this new pet to have a new family member and love it. And so when you start to panic and feel your gut tighten because you're feeling overwhelmed and, and remorseful about this adoption, just throw love at it. Just go, oh, but I love this little creature. I'm going to take care of this little creature. I'm going to love this little cat to death. And that really will overcome all. Yeah. And I can see that happening and, and have seen it happen in the past. I'm sure most people that just give it a chance, it'll happen. Man, this is, again, one of those great things that pops up out of nowhere that we really appreciate our listeners sending to us. I mean, this is a topic that, it, you know, I don't know that we've ever even hit on. We hit on all the mm -hmm. normal stuff, you know, and you're always getting that same kind of, um, well, what about my cat aggression? And what about my cat peeing, my cat scratch? You know, you get all that, but you never think about this portion of it, the emotional component, and then, you know, the, the, the depression that may come after that. So it's really good information. And I really want to thank the listener for sending that in to us. And I also want to invite anybody else that's out there listening to us to also think about some of these kind of topics that are happening to you. Because if it's happening to you, it's probably happening to many others. Absolutely. And this is a great spot for Molly to jump in, to really dive into some of this stuff. And it, it not only helps you, but it helps those others who are out there. So... Please uh, also consider helping support us and the work that we do here. We provide these podcasts and other resources all for free. And Molly works very hard, and she works many behavior cases for free for low-income cat parents just so that way we can keep things rolling forward with you and your pet. Yep, yep, because I've dedicated this business and my life to keeping cats out of shelters, you know, and so... If you also care about cats, 
consider sending us a gratuity donation. We've made it super easy for you. You can just go to the store at catbehaviorsolutions.org, scroll down past the products to the bottom, and there's different donation amounts that you can add to your cart and securely check out with your credit card and make it very easy for you to help support our cause. And while you're in the store, just go ahead and pick up some of those fun toys that we talk about all the time. Yeah. I know Pico, Pico has two buckets of those toys, and uh, he loves to rearrange them and spread them all over the house at times. And uh, I think that really gives him a lot of good interaction. So they're fun toys to get. So go ahead and pick some of those up. And be sure and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram, too. This is an all-volunteer-based podcast of to help keep better care of your cat and increase the the bond between you and your cat. And we're going to keep doing that as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is, is the, the number, number one, one cause, cause of death in cats. cats. Yay! Two hundred episode! Yay! <laughs> I really had planned more fanfare, but sorry, guys, we have been extremely busy. And um, this was the best we could do. <laughs> so <laughs> until next time, keep calm and purr on. Yay. Goodbye, everybody. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.